Podtron. This podcast is part of the Podtron Podcast Network. For more, visit podtron.wordpress.com and Podtron Network on Twitter and Facebook. This was Rad. I'm Paul. You don't know my artistic vision! I'm Greg. I want to remake Friday the 13th, but it's all underwater and it all stars sharks. Where two guys force themselves to watch movies from the 80s. Hey, have you seen Vision Quest? I sure haven't. Hell no! Alright, let's talk about it. The only thing that's missing is America Built a Wall. There has to be someone from Ford who went down and went, So, um, what? What happened here, Bob? It's a movie called Red Dawn. Wink, wink. (laughs) Wink, wink. I'm going to start this again, and you're going to edit this out. And we are back. This is This Was Rad Podcast, the podcast where we watch movies from the 80s. We review them. We, I've been saying we satirically review the movies. Uh, Um, Yeah, we keep talking about coming up with an actual, like, good way to say that. Yeah, uh, I think we need a catchphrase. Yeah, we need a, we need, we need a zinger. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We do. 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 I'm Paul. I'm Greg. And uh, and this is going to be a fun one. So uh, first, we'll point it out. We are streaming for the first time on YouTube. Uh, We typically record either Tuesday or Wednesday nights, anywhere from 10 to 11 p.m. East Coast time to start. So if you are interested in watching us stream the show live, it is raw, unedited, uh, no music, no drops, um, and just a lot of us uh, staring at each other. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it's going to be a hoot, is what I say. Uh, Rains to be seen. <laughs> Come on, Greg, you need enthusiasm. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> you need to be like, you need to be full of pizzazz, right? That's yeah. Every, everyone that knows me, that's exactly how they uh, when, describe me. When I think as. when I think of you, I think of unicorns. Yeah. Well, you know what I think <laughs> of? I think of how you and I constantly um, forget everything as soon as we've done <laughs> a podcast, and we say that this was the first Stephen King film we've done, and yes. we've done three of them. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> we. Uh, we kind of neglected Stand By Me and The Shining. We did remember Creepshow right at the end. We did. So uh, that's, the, that's one thing. The Shining was the one. And I'll tell you why. Because as we watched, or as I watched this movie, uh, we watched The Dead Zone, uh, Christopher Walken. I was reminded of The Shining in a couple parts. Um, and I was like, man, this movie is just like The Shining. Wait a second. We we did the shining. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Ruh-roh, Reggie. Yeah. So, uh 
Uh, Greg, I'll kick it off to you. Was this film rad? You know, uh, I think this film was rad. I I really, really uh, liked it as a kid. And this is one of the movies I saw uh, in my youth on uh, TNT Monster Vision with host Joe Bob Briggs. And uh, he's we've, we've mentioned this a few times. He's kind of this bygone era thing where you used to have a person introduce your movie mm-hmm. and then they would kind of come back in after commercial breaks and do little things about the you know give you little tidbits or, yeah, yeah or do funny skits maybe or whatever and and he uh he, joe bob briggs was a syndicated columnist for a long time he's a famous movie reviewer yeah uh and i remember watching this movie this was right in the middle of my stephen king phase which uh i probably saw this movie in the early 90s probably not the actual 80s when I couldn't read enough stuff and I had read, I hadn't read the book yet, I remember. And I read the book almost immediately after this. And I remember really liking this movie. And I mean, it's got Christopher Walken and he was super rad in the, in the 80s. Yes. yes. And uh, I mean, what, what more can you ask for? A guy who can see the future and, you know, Christopher Walken. That's, that's, that's rad to me. Stephen King. I mean, the raddest of the rad <laughs> from the 80s. Yes. Yes, like, I would agree with that. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, I read the book first in this case, um, only because I'm with you. In the 80s, I read Stephen King voraciously. Um, I, I don't know if there's a book of his that came out between when he started with Carrie and, man, right up to, like, Desolation. Um, desperation? And, and, and desperation, yes. Um, yeah. And, you know, I mean, I just watched so many of his movies when I was a kid uh, or read so many of his books as a kid that, you know, when I watch some of these movies, they're like really they really hit home for me in kind of seeing that vision come to life. Christine is probably one of my favorite Stephen King adaptations um, because I love that. That's a good one to pick. It's a Carpenter film. Yeah. Um, is that 80s or is that 70s? That's 80s. Uh, we might have to add that because that is one of my, that is probably one of my favorite King books and one of my favorite adaptation, adaptation movies. So, uh, you know, when the dead zone came out, um, it was, it was definitely something I watched. I'm with you. I probably watched it on TNT or TBS or something like that. And it kind of stuck with me in in Christopher Walken, like there's bits of classic Walken in here, but there's also like, he does kind of portray a much different character than what, you know, the caricature he becomes later on. Um, I always remember, uh, one of the, like, like one of the ratter parts about it, um, is the flashback with the, uh, the German guy, uh, yes. you know, when, when he's flashing back and he says, you know, you know, you were the boy and, um, and things like that. I always found that one in particular very interesting because at that point there's there's no real gain to that one. Whereas, you know, the first one starts out with that fire and all that and, and all the other ones kind of have immediacy. That one's just kind of like kind of like a parlor trick. Like, ha-ha, told you I could do it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I would say it was right in the 80s. Um, it became a TV show in the 90s into 2000. It did. Um, starring Anthony Michael Hall. Um, I watched also of the eighties. Yes, I watched uh, quite a bit of that series. So uh, definitely a lasting impression on young Paul. 
that's a, that's all I have. Is there anything, any stories to share? Any any uh, tidbits? No, I don't, any? I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't have anything. I mean, I have some stuff that we'll just kind of get to as as we get to it. I guess. Okay. I will warn our listeners. We've had a few wink winks. Uh, this movie. This. Uh, uh, I believe I am simply going to refer to it as. The documentary, The Dead Zone. Um, um, uh, enjoy uh, this uh, podcast, if it ever gets to you, listening audience. I, I, at one point, I wrote the note, Oh good, we've taken a right turn into Winky Town, where the, oh, mayor, with the mayor Winky Winkerton is presiding. <laughs> because right. this movie... This movie doesn't just wink. I I meant to text you. Make sure you work your eyelids. Uh, oh, left, man. left and right, left and right. We're visual now, so we can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's yeah. gonna be so this. so many a lot of this in this particular movie. I no joke. I actually started getting scared. Like the the movie is about seeing the future, and then it went ahead and predicted the future. <laughs> I know it's 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 one of those. Much like Videodrome, another Cronenberg <laughs> film, it's only become more timely with age. Yes. It's Cronenberg. Some of the other movies you made, if those come true, I'm coming after you, man, because they're bananas. Um, existence comes true. I'm going to jump out a window. I'm, yeah. I'm done. Well, yeah. you know what, Greg? Why don't we just go ahead and get into the dead zone? What about my question, Sam? Huh? Oh, you mean the one about... Uh... About Hitler. What would you do? I don't like the sound of this, John. What are you getting at? What would you do? Would you kill him? All right. All right, I'll give you an answer. Uh, I'm a man of medicine. I'm expected to save lives and ease suffering, and I, I love people. Therefore, I would have no choice. But to kill the son of a bitch. The Dead Zone, set in the uh, Castle Rock universe. This is a universe Stephen King has used and has dipped back into a lot. Um, If you are a fan of King uh, and you uh, don't want to read and you only want to watch movies, that's fine. You can watch this one, Stand By Me, Dead Zone, Cujo, uh, Needful Things... There might be another one. I uh, there is actually a reference to Castle Rock in uh, Creep oh, Show. Creep Show, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a very brief mention, yeah. but uh, and there is an upcoming Hulu series called Castle Rock that I'm actually really interested in. Yeah. Why? So why we'll, does he? We'll see. Right off the. Why does he never? Why does it never take place in like Bitterfit? For 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 those who are local to the East Coast, Bitterfit has like a a specific type of person that comes from that location. And uh, they're the classic, like, main person. I would just love somebody with that accent and, like, that demeanor to just be in a movie like this. Hey, yeah. That's, that, that's <laughs> the joke that when, like, your friends go, hey, why why was toothpaste invented in Maine? Because it would have been called teeth paste if it had been invented anywhere else. <laughs> that's what they're talking about. Yeah, so, uh, so you know, what we ought to do is go on up, uh, up to Bitterford there. I got a, I got a premonition there when someone's uh, gonna going up to Bitterford there, buddy. Yes, oh, uh, yeah. uh, something's gonna happen up there. I do tell you, that's for sure. Sometimes dead is better. Um, <laughs> uh, I will, I will give you a bizarre connection that only exists in the books. Cujo is actually a sequel to the Dead Zone, <laughs> starring nobody. <laughs> 
from the first film. But this is, I'm not making this up. You can look this up. It, what what they kind of like, what King kind of like is suggesting is that like the evil from the serial killer kind of like infected the town of Castle Rock. And that somehow worked out with Cujo getting rabies. Like I- that's. I mean, you really want a really good example of King bringing his entire universe together. I mean, just read the Dark Tower series. Everything. That's certainly... That certainly happens. I don't. I don't know if that's good. No, I. I'm not saying it's good either. But like, like a sane person, you're not saying it's good. So we're we're on we're on common ground. Yeah, like Carrie has some connection to um to another book, and like he he kind of makes up these connections. Um, what, what, specifically, Castle Rock is more connected than most because the sheriff, uh, what's his, sheriff Sheriff Pangborn, I think his name is, in this, he's he is in all of these. He's in Cujo. He's in he's in all all. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He is the sheriff for Castle Rock. So yeah, it's a little more tightly connected with those. Well, let, I mean, let's getting into the movie. Uh, I think is really really where you want to go. This movie does have a a pretty good cast. Of characters, uh, Christopher Walken. We have Tom Skerritt plays the sheriff. Uh, Martin Sheen, who uh, who plays uh, what was it? Uh, Greg Stilson. Stilson. Yes. Uh, how could I forget? They shout that like a hundred and ninety times. Yeah, his name is appears more than like anything else in the movie. Yeah. The, the name Greg Stilson. Uh, we also have Brooke Adams, who I constantly say looks a lot like Karen Allen from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes, uh, but it's not her. Uh, it's somebody different. I. For a minute, I was like, "Is that is that like a, a Margot Kidder? Because she kind of has yeah, that." Yeah, look actually, too. that's that's another one that I, I kept getting shades of Margot Kidder as well. It's um, really but weird. she's not; uh, she's completely uh, her own person. I don't know. I don't know her from too much, but either way, uh, tell you the the opening crawl. I was very like, I wanted this movie to kind of grab me because I I kind of forgot like the pacing of this movie, which is, I mean, slow is the only word the language, the English language oh, has to yeah. use. The credits crawl is like, we get it. It's I, out dead zone. I literally screamed at the TV, show the title. And then oh, it does. So and then it takes another 40 minutes to fade into the background. And I was like, Oh, this, this doesn't set a good precedent for this movie. I have a feeling no. there's going to be a lot of a lot of walking from location to location. <laughs> so a lot of walking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Listen, buddy, I I do a lot of voices on here. I can mm, I nope, can attempt nope. to walk in, but I don't think it'd be good, and I don't think I could keep it. So, uh, uh, you know what? Those were the the Christopher Walken impressions were all the rage in the early 2000s. We don't need to take America back to that time. <laughs> no, we don't. No. No, we don't. Uh, make America walking again? Maybe. Yeah. Christopher Walken's <laughs> one of those interesting actors that, like, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, they acted in, like, way too many movies, and they just got sick of acting, and they just, like, said, I'm... I'm I'm this person. Who's who's the last character I played? <laughs> yes. I'm this character yes. forever now. And yes. they just never stopped. Like, yes. Out like like Al Pacino with like Son of a Woman. He was just like, and I'm done. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. This is what you get now. Period. And it's it, it's a bummer because you know like my my uh, my wife hasn't seen a lot of um, classic movies and stuff. And I showed her the Deer Hunter, and she was 
blown away at like how good of an actor Christopher Walken was. Right. And I was like, yeah, he wasn't always like this like weird caricature of a person. He was like a legit great actor. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was. I mean, uh, Al Pacino in Scarface is amazing. Um, Robert De Niro, kind of always the same person, but you know, I, I think he I kind of fell he, more he, into an easier was, role. Um, but I, yeah, but I mean, you you go back to you know, he, like like you said, Raging Bull, Taxi Driver era. I mean, he was just yeah. insane. He's so good. Um, but anyway, we should probably talk about the Dead Zone uh, <laughs> at some point. At some point, we have to get to the Dead Zone. Yes, we open up <laughs> with the name that Stephen King must have spent all five seconds coming up with, Johnny Smith, <laughs> as a. Again, King grasping at straws. Uh, he's a school teacher, much like Stephen King was, and he's uh, he's teaching he's teaching a class with a hell of a haircut. Uh, I thank you. I wrote that down. Somebody's rocking a bowl cut here that, that won't quit. And then I wrote down, okay, who had better hair? Because we always have to do it. Uh, uh, don't make me don't crawl, crawl or Christopher Walken. I have to. It's law. It's rad law. I, I gotta go. It. I got crawl. I mean, come on, it's from outer space, <laughs> right? It's like that. That gets the edge every time. Oh my god! So, and so they go um, to the saddest he, amusement park ever. Yeah, what? <laughs> I was waiting for a scene where they were like, "Anything for you, Johnny? We'll open just for you," because there's no one there's there. Nobody there. I almost feel like the, <laughs> I almost feel like they meant to film this in the summertime, but it, they had to, forgot. But they had to film in the winter. They were like, "Well, the in the book it says mm. he goes to an amusement park." It's like, oh, okay, just just hose one off and we'll use it for one scene. That's fine. That's fine. It's going to cost how much to shut this down in the summer? How much would it cost to open up for a day in the winter? Oh, okay, oh, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so in the summer, you're looking at oh, oof, I mean, we got about ten thousand guests per day. You're talking now, uh, okay, yeah, uh, 1980s money. Uh, it's uh, yep, about yep. about seven dollars a head. Uh, so you carry the one. Uh, it's a lot, um, but if you can come back and let let's say mid December, mm-hmm. I'll let you use the whole park for uh, a bushel of apples. Bushel of apples. Apples is are tough to get here. Slang for for cocaine or something. Y- yes, yes, it is. Yes, bushel yes. of apples. It is, sir. <laughs> Plus, we're doing business with you, guys. We got the amusement park. <laughs> yeah, and that other guy's happy because he thought he was going to get a bushel of apples and now yeah, he has cocaine. Yeah. So, it's, it's, so, so they go do with... some uh, cocaine over here with uh, me and my boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Makes my teeth all jittery. <laughs> Serial killers from Maine. <laughs> that that is an old that is a radio show for for the East Coasters. Yep. Uh, so any uh, any anyway. Um, yes. So one one thing that is really important to this movie, and they they don't I don't know if it's important to the story. Um, and they they filmed a scene, and they they never used it. Is the the book opens up with Christopher Walken as a kid. And he is ice skating, and he falls down, and he hits his head. Yeah. And ever since then, every so often, he gets these headaches. And I, I mean, you you see it in the movie. He just gets he every once in a while he gets these headaches, and he gets one on the roller coaster. He does, which was I thought was going to be some kind of because I, I obviously I know how he gets his powers from the from the coma and all that. But um, when they show that, I thought that was going to be more related to the accident later on. Instead, it's just like kind of thrown in. So like really. 
you almost feel like the rest of the movie after the coma, like that's what caused the headaches, not this this thing that he's had forever. So I almost feel like it, it wasn't very useful as yeah. far as like a, a, a device there. But anyway, um, he goes home uh, with with Sarah, um, who is all she she is a bear on a T-bone steak with him, and he is just having none of it. Uh, she's like, no, you should stay the night. Oh, you know, I, I really can't. Uh, it's not my way, you know. And, and, some things uh, are worth waiting for. Some things are worth waiting for, you know. And, and she's like, no, 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 they're not. No, some things are, I mean, some things are, um, <clears throat> um, they're, they're waiting and they are uh, blooming, as, uh, as my mother used to say. And uh, the house is—I got the house to myself. I, I chloroformed my parents. I mean, you could just—you could just stay the night. I mean, <laughs> she is she is all over him, <laughs> like, like like very bluntly. Right, like, that's no, what I mean. Stay the <laughs> night. He starts yep. to leave in the rain. She runs back into the rain. It's like this—this this, this rain is an allegory. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> just come back in. You're an English teacher. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so so he decides the no, telltale vagina <laughs> for some reason don't, we don't know what so 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 yeah so he's going home and uh a sleepy truck driver jackknifes his uh, rig mi- his milk truck his milk truck <laughs> yes milk and truck. i was very happy to see when christopher walken smashes into that milk truck milk, milk comes, comes out. out of the milk truck <laughs> yes i thought it was gonna be sand a la road warrior but it wasn't uh, after, the- after it jackknives we pull out <laughs> and you see that there is humongous has been chasing the milk truck <laughs> all i want is some milk for these oreos <laughs> I need just <laughs> let me dunk them, and this can all be over. I need my muscles; they grow bigger. I need yes. I need the calcium for my bones. Now, just just jack safety truck and walk away. Yeah. So. Oh man, what a what a twist that would be. <laughs> uh, instead, he 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 crashes his little car there, uh, his beetle, and uh, he ends up in the hospital all banged up. Uh, Sarah comes running. Um and and she sees him and and you have this tender moment, uh, where she says, you know, don't die on me. We, we we need to get get together, and then Greg, you are gonna have to help me out because I was completely confused by this scene. Okay, we cut to five years later. Christopher Walken starts to wake up and he looks like yep. he's doing the old. <laughs> Woo, that was uh. That was a doozy of a dream. The doctor is already over him. Yo, like, like he just sits <laughs> like there waiting. and watches him every day, right? Thank you. Thank you. That's what I was going to say. Every day he clocks in, gets a coffee, and then doesn't sit by him, stands over Christopher Walken for yeah, eight hours. Sits. And that's it. Yep. And then his parents are in the next room. Yeah, he just why? woke up. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I guess we could say it's coincidence, or maybe they saw like eye movement or something. But it, I, I guess, yeah. But I mean, it certainly would have been nice to just have a little, you know, yeah, something, you know, like, a little line that explains, like, <laughs> oh, we've been monitoring your brain activity, and but no, nope, nothing. No, I think I think the line is, uh, we can't afford to shoot another scene, uh, so we're just gonna go ahead and roll with this one. 
Well, um, I guess uh, I guess there's that too. So, <laughs> um, basically, I mean, I mean, we've been we've been talking a while here. We can move this along. So basically, yeah. he's been in a coma for five years. Yes, and everything has passed him by. Uh, Sarah has gotten married and has a kid. Oh um, no no no! His hold, body has hold, atrophied. Hold on, his mother. His mother explains what happened to Sarah. <laughs> oh yeah, she's not happy, with Sarah, for not waiting. He goes, "Where's Sarah?" Your mother goes, "She turned your back. She turned her back on you, Johnny." Not <laughs> happy. <laughs> uh, she's a whore. That's what she is. <laughs> classic, classic New Englander, full of piss and vinegar. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, everything. You know, his 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 body has atrophied. He's just he's just a mess. You know, the world the world's passed him by. He's he's five years out of time. And uh, he's got to get back. Yes. And uh, uh, yeah. And so he starts going through a lot of um, physical therapy. We can skip a lot of that stuff because it, it doesn't really add too much. Um, but he does at one point um, have his first premonition. And that's when a nurse comes to check on him. Um, he grabs her hand. Um, and that was always key in the, in the book and obviously in the movie. Is he, he yes, has that physical yes, touch. Yes. And he sees um, this nurse, her her daughter Amy, um, apparently lives in a balsa wood house. <laughs> where, where all the toys are made out of gasoline? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Petroleum products galore. Because I, I just wrote, Amy lives in a tinderbox. <laughs> what else did you expect? I assume, I assume... The fire started because she she ran across the wood too fast and, and just smoked up a spark or something. I, I I don't know, but it just goes. This room just goes right up. And Christopher Walken goes, "You have time." And I'm like, I don't think we're looking at the same vision here because Amy's got like 30 seconds tops. And what what I'm always curious about, and and, and I guess I kind of like this. It, it it's unique in its in its approach is that. He's able to change the future and whatnot, but, like, you don't have the, like, what I would consider the typical reactions. So, you, the the nurse is freaked out, and she, like, rushes home, and her house has, like, already been <laughs> yeah, put out it, by the fire department, yeah. and she's hugging her kid. Did she make a phone call <laughs> to, like, a neighbor to be like, hey, can you go see if my house is on fire? <laughs> like, Nothing. And she never comes back afterwards to say, like, thank nope, you. And nope. I think that's one of the great things I like about this movie is that when people are confronted with Christopher Walken and they discover that he really can see the future, they're terrified of him. They want nothing to do with him. They cut them out of their lives. They never talk to him again. They're like, no, this isn't like a fun parlor trip. Like, this is legit terrifying and i like remember um a great example of this is when he uh, uh the next scene the doctor um he touches christopher walken's hand yeah and he sees the doctor escaping uh uh nazi occupied poland during the war yeah and his mother has to basically throw him on this like this like wagon full of people that's like this truck that's going out of town and she stays behind and he's like your mom is alive i know where she is I, i'll give you her address and her her name. I know exactly where she is. And the doctor calls up his mom, gets her on the phone and just hangs up and he says like it, I couldn't I couldn't talk to her. It wasn't meant to be. It, like like it would have upset the natural order of things. Yeah. And he's the only person who's like confronted with John's power and is like, "Okay." And an, another thing that I love about this story is this doctor isn't like 
he he reacts with like great scientific interest where he's just like this is very interesting let's just see you know he's not trying to call a press conference he's not trying to discredit him he's just interested yeah and he sees john as a person and he wants to kind of just let him live his life and talk with him and 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 write all this stuff down it's a really great choice to tell a real kind of personal story and everything is so kind of dialed back and personal it makes this this crazy supernatural ability that much kind of scarier and like at odds with everything because everything else seems so real sure yeah yeah i would agree with that um i i I think i I mean and we can go right into it is is um the next when when john does hold a press conference um with with the guy with reporters and all that because obviously they've heard about you know he he said you know your child's in danger they they go and save him um and there's there's this one reporter just kind of keeps pushing and pushing and pushing and i i agree i i really like how john handles this it's like oh you you think my power is fun you think what i'm going to give you lotto numbers no i'm going to tell you about how your sister shot you know killed herself and i'm going to let you you know deal with that and I thought that was a really good scene of him kind of like like what you're saying is like he, there's a confrontation with, with this power that isn't, hey, everything's hunky-dory. That, you know, this isn't, you know, the sports almanac of, of Back to the Future 2. This is people, uh, real consequences. There, there's real ramifications to what he is seeing. And, and so I kind of like that part of it. In the same time, um, we see Sarah comes back to his to his life. Um, she comes in and comes and finds him, and and she you know she talks about how she has a she's married and she has a kid already, and um, which apparently that just means you know she she once John was in that coma, her biological clock is ticking. You know that that's well, she had to get going. She was she was hot to trot before. Yes, yes. Now he's in a coma. I I'll be honest. Nah. I I did for a second believe that her husband was going to be an ambulance driver, and, and he's the one who picked John up. That would have been interesting. Like like that's how quickly she was just on to the next. I like that. It's just the next day. <laughs> yeah yeah. No next um, day. No I, do, I no I no. Do she kisses John that, in the forehead, uh... walks downstairs. <laughs> goes oh, man, what am I gonna? He was, uh, man, I, I really hope he, uh, I'm sorry, what's your name, sir? <laughs> so, uh, moving along. Okay, now, one thing, one thing I do want to point out is what, what I kind of love about this movie is it's a ridiculously easy to follow three-act structure where it's like, uh, it, it feels like a early life show. Coma, yeah. Him teaching. <laughs> Political stuff. <laughs> it's like, and I get. Well, actually, no. You know what? I guess, I guess you'd you'd, you'd group in serial killer and and teaching, and then and then, and then political stuff. It's like hard edged acts. No, really I nice. I would do it the other way. I would do coma up to serial killer, and then the teaching, and then the political. Okay, that's because, fair. Yeah, because okay. the serial killer after that point, when I guess we can get to that. So um, we might as well. It's the next thing that happens. Yeah. He so gets he approached. gets by uh, the, the sheriff, sheriff. Uh, of Castle Rock, played by Tom Skerritt, who is fantastic. I love seeing Tom Skerritt in anything. He's a great actor. I agree. Um, and he's just like, hey, I'm at my wit's end with this serial killer. I got no, I, you know, please, please help us. Christopher Walken's not interested. No. He finally sees a couple more people get murdered on the news, and he's like, eh, maybe I should help out. Now, just 
sight unseen, did you get the impression that except Sarah, just before he goes and, and helps him out, man, this Sarah girl, she, she really had a problem. I really had a problem with her because she goes and visits um, Christopher Walken and she brings her her son. And you think, oh, this is just a fun little, you know, they're just going to kind of get together. Um, I, I, I was kind of sitting there going, like, is Sarah like some kind of weird sadistic person who, like, she shows up with the kid and goes, hey, John, remember everything you wanted? Hey, you can't have me. it. I've got it all. <laughs> and then you're still five years is missing from your life. <laughs> Instead, guess what? Sarah. That engine don't stop running <laughs> because she shows up and goes, remember when you said the best things are worth waiting for? Okay, here we go. I put my son to bed in your bed. <laughs> the floor is clear. <laughs> Let's just, I'm like, really? And then at the end, she's like, yeah, I, we won't ever see each other like this again, ever. <laughs> like, oh, dear God. Yeah, it's it's kind of like daggling a, a, a stake in front of a bear, you know, and then being like, Okay, bye. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I don't, don't get her. I don't get her. I don't. I don't quite but get it. I did have a feeling like when he's when he watches the TV and another girl gets killed, I I expected one of these to end up being her, to kind of push him toward getting into it. So the reason I bring that up is because in the TV show, they kind of the, the pilot kind of takes some of this stuff and where it breaks off is it doesn't go into the political aspect and obviously he lives. And, and he just keeps solving crimes. Like, he just becomes a supernatural crime solver in the TV show. So that's where that kind of goes. Okay. Um, so I kind of felt like that's kind of where some of this was going. But um, he does go and he finds... Uh, there's one murderer. Uh, there's one murder that they go and take him to a scene. And then immediately while they're checking out a scene, there's a whole other murder um, over by the ocean side that he goes and checks out. At a gazebo. At a gazebo. Uh, and he, this is where he touches the body and he gets a vision of the attack and he sees, and I, well, hold, hold on because I really like the way a lot of these visions are shown and why he doesn't like using his gift. The, the, the visions are kind of all the same. He's there and he's experiencing it like it's right in front of him, but he can't do anything. He like so like he watches a person get murdered, right? And he's powerless, but it's like he still is feeling all those emotions like he was there. And and it's 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 one of the things that he talks about. Um, I don't know if he just said it before or later. He says when he does it, he he feels like he's dying. Like like it it bothers him so much. It's such a yeah like 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 taxing like like psychologically it, he he hates doing it well in this scene he, he when he comes out of the vision he says i was there and i couldn't stop it i was there and i couldn't stop it yeah yeah exactly um, so i kind of like so i get that and then he goes dodd i was there i couldn't stop him dodd and he just keeps saying dodd and dodd is the uh deputy the deputy who who christopher walken is saying his name the police chief scarrett is on board that he has visions that are real Dodd takes off in his car, and, and, and Tom Scarrett just has an attitude like, huh, we should probably ask him some questions. Mm. <laughs> uh, yep, 
Gotta go chase after uh, Deputy Dodd, Dad. You don't chase him. He does, there are no sirens on the way. <laughs> There's no. A leisurely drive. <laughs> I think they stopped Head for back. ice cream. They got some coffee. Talked about the weather. <laughs> Just, Can't go faster than 35. Black ice here on the back roads. Uh, oh, yeah. Damn town. Blew all their salt budget. Uh, cleaning up after some damn hippies. Well, you know, there's so much ice on these roads. Milk, it freezes in an instant. <laughs> Do you think Christopher Walken hated milk? Yes, yes he did. hated milk after that yeah. car accident. Why would you bring me the, the stimulations from the udders of a cow? <laughs> Take it back, murder it, bring me a stick. Oh, man. I would, yeah. I would, I want the buddy comedy cop of. Oh, main cop Christopher Walken solving crimes psychically I'm all over this movie you know Sheriff I was thinking maybe we should get there before the murder happens uh, well uh I'm an officer of the law can't go break into law 35 speed limit and that's what we're driving I think you're not getting what I'm saying you need to go faster Oh, sir, I certainly do. I certainly can, but it's a, it's a matter of will, you see, and, well, I won't. Uh, I think think we're going to have another murder on our hands. Well, that's between, uh, I think, uh, Jesus Christ uh, and the uh, great state of Maine there, son. Uh, can't do anything about that. I hate you. I hate you so bad. <laughs> People are dying. Uh, all saying things without me in the heat of the moment. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, now, my, now my, my question is, do we eventually see a scene where main cop uh, goes goes off the handle? And, and Christopher Walken has to calm him down? at like a four and he never goes above it ever. No, no, no. He hits a six at one point and Christopher Walken has to be like the reasonable one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that idea. Uh, so any, anyway, they go, they go and they find Dodd um, at his home. And can I just say, it, I touchy subject. I know it, it's very personal. There's a lot of things that go along with it. You know, I've had it in my own life with Dodd. All tens for creativity. Can we yes. agree with that? <laughs> because he's a deputy. He could have shot himself in the head. Any number of things. <laughs> okay. Also, <laughs> also, okay, Paul. I'm just like going to start what? spitballing here. Yeah. I'm a cop. Okay. Um, I can't stop killing. I just love it. Women, children, old people. I just love killing. Kills them all. Stop. Kills them all. <laughs> and, and then suddenly a psychic shows up <laughs> and accuses me of murder. <laughs> I better go to my house. Maybe I hit the interstate. <laughs> switch cars a few times. It's 83, maybe I just blend into a crowd. Right. I, I, I could easily cross the border to Canada. I'm I fine. Totally <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's like a six-hour drive, and you're in Canada. They're in New you, Hampshire. All you need is a or wallet. In New Hampshire. He's gone. No, instead he drives to his house and kills himself by shoving his head onto a pair of scissors. I feel like that wouldn't kill you. I, I want the scene where he does that. He's just like, oh, Oh, this was a oh, this was a mistake. No, 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 it's like why didn't oh, I use the gun? Oh, 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 oh that okay. I gotta pull it out. I gotta pull it out. I gotta. He's trying to pull it out. He's like, oh god, okay, no, oh, okay, no, 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 oh, no, no. I'm just oh, going to. Is, I'm just going wrong? to attempt to find my gun. This is a wrong Oh idea. god, they just pulled in. Okay, oh, I don't have any time for this. Okay. Oh boy. 
All right, okay, I gotta double down. I gotta start slamming my face with the scissors into something to jam it, it into took, my brain. And it takes like five minutes to kill himself. I feel like that would. I feel like that would hurt. <laughs> I don't feel like that would kill you. No, no. Listen, if Ed Norton can put a bullet through his face and live, <laughs> yeah. Fight Club, put a bullet through his face. He's fine. <laughs> you know. Okay. You tell me some, some dental work. Gonna but... take out. Come on. Yeah. And then, and then I. Got... I don't get this correlation. The mother is also involved. Like, she knows. No, no but- he just, he, he was just saying that she knew. I, this is, this is what I think, and I'm not 100% sure on this, but when he's like, you knew, I think what he means was like, the mom was probably like, hmm, there was a murder last night around seven. My son went out at six and was home at eight. Bloody. You know, like, Wait a minute. There was a, there was a, there was a murder a couple days ago. At four, and he went out at three and was back at five. It's just like, I think like he, that's what he meant. Not literally like he sat down and had a nice chat with his mom. Like, can't stop killing mom. Just, well, honey, you know, what are you going to uh, do? Honey, I went to the store. I picked yeah, up those uh, eggs yeah, you I know, needed. I know, and, and I appreciate I it. I appreciate it. You got the paper uh, towels. Murdered someone with you scissors. did what now? Uh, I, I went to the store. I got yeah, the Yeah, okay, eggs. I got that. Good. Eggs is good. Uh, they were the out of the white eggs. I had to get the that's, brown eggs. That's I know, fine. You get the select the size. You get the select the size paper towel, yeah. which I and, like. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I then, and then, yeah, and then, and then I, then I came home. Yeah. But what was the, what was the part about the, did you the go, eggs? Did you go to the beach, you said? The gazebo? The gazebo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I told you I read it. And I murdered someone at a gazebo, and then I came home. This is. What? Why? Why? Why did you do that, Dodd? Because I don't know your first name. <laughs> As your mother? That's, yes. Um, well, Ma Dodd, uh, <laughs> Son Dodd. Yes. Uh, yeah. Is that, why did I do that? I mean, why do people do did, anything? Is that legal? I'm a cop. I'm above the law. I do whatever I want. I protect my son no matter what. That see, <laughs> this that's that that that's that classic New England family we know so much about. It's fantastic. Yeah, and then and then she she shoots Christopher Walken. Um, yes. And then Tom Skerritt, of course, takes care of her, um, and and poor, poor poor Christopher Walken just can't catch a break. <laughs> he, he, as a child, he hit his head like hard enough to do damage. Was in a coma. Learned to walk again. Like overcame yeah, the yeah, odds. Yeah. Gets shot. <laughs> right. Most cops don't get shot. <laughs> right. Christopher Walken is on the job like four <laughs> hours and he's shot. Yes. Yes. He's like. Super cop. <laughs> he solved a murder and been shot. Right. All the other cops. You think he just walks into the police station after that and he's like, that's right. You're looking at him right here. MVP. Most valuable policeman. MVP. You know what oh, I yeah. did? No big, no problem. That murder you couldn't solve for like months. I solved it in four hours. So didn't complicate the legal system with a trial. So, so oh, wait, oh, and I got shot in the line of duty. You're welcome. So, so there I was. It was dark. It was a green light. I couldn't even see her. She came out of nowhere. She was like lightning. And there was a blast. Light in my eyes. Warmth on my side. And I was down. But I wasn't out. <laughs> Never lost consciousness. More cowbell. <laughs> More cowbell. So anyway, uh, we, we, couldn't go, we couldn't go through a Christopher Walken movie without Cowbell, right? You understand that, right? No, we, we all knew that was coming. Yeah, it's fine. I didn't know when it dropped, so I was just... That's, <laughs> so anyway, um, so the next, uh, the next thing that happens here is 
we see that he's uh, it's kind kind of a, a flash forward and he's kind of just hold himself up in his apartment and a guy comes uh, to his door. No, I'm sorry. We see Christopher Walken's been been tutoring. Yes, yeah, and in and, in in his house, kids kids can come and tutor, and right. and a guy comes to him and basically says like, "Hey, my kid, I know he's smart, I know he's capable, but he's just he's not doing the work. He's very shy. Can we can can, can you, you tutor? Yeah, my son? can you tutor my son? So, um, and so he says okay, and and he says you know you're gonna have to bring your kid here, and we'll tutor him, and you pick him up. It's fine. And so, uh, this is the 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 next part is sort of this, and um. The the stipulation the dad has is you have to come to my house first to meet my son. If you do that and you guys hit it off, you'll be his tutor, no problem. Yep. Um, and so Christopher Walken, he goes, he meets the kid. Kid's fine. Dad's a nut. Well, there's there's a great scene where he shows up and who's there but Greg Stilson. And there's a I love 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 this scene where he goes oh it's Greg Stilson and and they've they've made mention of him a few times yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, oh the guy running for senator Greg yeah, yeah. Stilson and he goes Christopher Walken goes to shake his hand and you you expect oh he's gonna see something and he goes to shake his hand and he looks down and Greg Stilson's just put a campaign button in his hand yeah yeah and hasn't shaken his I love that scene it's so nice it's a nice little treat well okay question. Greg Stilson is in there, is there in the morning. He walks out and says, grabbing his jacket, what a beautiful morning. Did they have an adult sleepover where, where they sat around the fire drinking cocoa, talking about how he was going to become senator? Because I, I got guess. the impression he's been there overnight, if that's the first time he's seeing the out of doors. I would love for that to be true. I would absolutely love you it. You know, with, with with American flag pajamas and <laughs> and and his like creepy bodyguard just <laughs> yes. standing there the whole time. No, yeah, he, I, he's in I'm a, all about that. He's in a baby blue footsie onesie. Uh, you know, the, the old '80s one that was kind of like yeah. like the felty material. I know exactly the one you're talking yep, about. Yep. Now yep. uh, just. Shoulder holster gun. Right. Footy, he still has the gun. Fo- footy pajamas. Footy pajamas. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, but he, he meets Greg Stilson and, and he goes, uh, he meets the kid. I can kind of, I'm okay with kind of rushing through this. He, he kind of basically teaches he, the kid a couple he, bits he and then has the a kid, premonition. Yeah. And this is where we have the, the, the great scene where, where Christopher Walken tells, tells the dad, you can't bring your kid skating for the, the 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 his dad has set up this kind of hockey game. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and he goes, "You can't bring your kid to the ice. You can't do it. It's gonna break." And the dad's like, "Ah, come on, it's fine. You know, we we always go out on the ice. It's fine." And he goes, "The ice, it's gonna break." You know, he had the premonition. Yeah, yeah. Where all the kids are in the hockey uniforms and they're under the ice. Yeah. And you know, he Christopher Walken does what he does best. He goes nuts and he scares the kid and and he's like the kid the kid's like i'm i'm scared i don't want to go and the dad's like all right fine get out of here just i'll yeah. make sure your paycheck shows yeah, up yeah yeah but there's a, there's a it, the important part of the scene is where the the christopher walken just goes and shakes the kid's hand and he can tell that the kid is not going to go to the lake anymore yeah and so afterwards when christopher walken is gone the dad's like come on let's go to the lake you know and he's like you told johnny we wouldn't go and he's like i just said that to get him out of here and the kid's like i'm not going it's not happening and it basically kind of smash cuts to christopher walken coming home and he picks up the paper and it's like two dead in ice breaking hockey game accident and it's like oh no (laughs) and i love unironically love this scene 
Christopher Walken goes to a payphone, 80s staple. Fantastic. Yeah. Calls the dad, and the dad is just like a defeated man <laughs> sitting in a chair, not paying attention to anything, zoned out, and the phone's ringing. And it the, the shot is set up in such a way that it looks like there's an empty seat in front of him where his kid should be and isn't, and you assume that the kid's dead. Yeah. But then the kid walks in the frame and answers the phone, and he's just like, hello? And Christopher Walken hears that it's that it's the kid, and he knows everything's okay, and he hangs the phone up. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I I liked the setup with the father and, and kind of how that all um, plays out. I, I wasn't surprised that the kid was alive because I mean, just in the scene before that, the father goes to the kid and goes, you know, hey, I'm gonna go to do hockey, and and the kid's like, I thought we weren't doing that, and the dad, of course, gives that classic father. No, I didn't get rid of the dummy downstairs. We're going to play hockey. (laughs) And the kid's just like, yeah, I'm playing Zork. Um, Yeah, that kid is interested in his computer, and that's that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Zork 2 just got released. You can just go go have fun. Um, I also like how the father is very insistent. I got all your friends together. You know those are paid actors, right? Oh, I was about to say, the, like, his friends, the, no, he doesn't like any of those no, goddamn kids. I, unless it's, unless it's, the, unless it's like the butler and the maids dressed up in hockey uniforms. It's all kids he paid a hundred bucks to, to come and skate on the ice. Who, by oh, the way, one. who still show up to skate on the ice even when his son isn't there. That's well, how he, committed the yeah. father is. Yeah, he paid them. <laughs> they're gonna show up. He paid money. They're gonna. I'm they're gonna getting do my money's worth. Give them for free? Why isn't your son here? Ah, something about weak ice. Get your asses out there. <laughs> Let's see some drills. Let's do it. Right. Um, and then we take ah uh, the hardest of left turns into Winkyville. So I have ever seen the in a movie. movie <laughs> the whole movie they've been setting up Greg Stilson. Yes. And uh, there's there's a scene we didn't talk about where basically Sarah's husband is going door to door campaigning for Stilson, and Johnny's like, "Oh yeah, Johnny Stilson. I mean, uh, Greg Greg Stilson, great, whatever." And then he sees Sarah, and uh, so outside his um, what this does is this just sort of reminds the audience Greg Stilson. So outside his his house is like a little like park area, and they're doing a rally for Stilson. Yeah, yeah. So. He heads out, I'm assuming, to try to see if he can find Sarah. That's what I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, because, okay. you know, Sarah, who is married and has a child, again, yep. her engine's revving. Any road is, is a road well taken for Sarah. Yep. Doesn't matter. I have to believe that, you know, I, I love you, Johnny. I assume that there are a lot of Johnnies in the world. Um, just my own personal belief. Uh, but he sees yeah. her. And... And he, you know, Christopher Walken gets that whole, uh, I, I've only been with one woman, I've got to find her kind of vibe. Um, yeah. And he kind of goes out into the crowd, and he's looking for it, kind of confused, trying to figure out. And then just people are shouting, Stilton, Stilton, Stilton. Now, something that, before we get to this scene, which is pivotal, the reason why it's really Winkyville hard, okay, wink, 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 winkity, wink, wink is two scenes first there's a scene where the the father of the son is with christopher walken and they're watching stilson on television and this speech looked very familiar um now first of all let's uh, set up this this crazy <laughs> fictional politician 
He's just a, yes. a man out of nowhere. No one knows who he is. He has uh, no political, man. no experience in the political arena. He's yes. a bombastic man making these says crazy what he, promises. Says what, he, says what he means, even if people don't like it. Uh, he's a man of the worker. He's working for you. Uh, he's he's uh, really interested in the community and really, jobs and wants, how, how everything's been ruined. He wants to bring it back. He wants to drain the swamp. And, uh, and, uh, and, um, wants to, you know, wants to uh, make it the... no swamp up here in Maine. That's a wetlands violation there, Sonny. Uh, gonna have to take that up with the board of directors. Have to take that up with the town hall zoning commission. I like him. He's just trying to make the dead zone great again. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be there. Well, uh, wetlands well, are very well, important. Uh, they uh, might uh, breed mosquitoes. Clarification. But, uh, I assume the other comment is copyrighted and we don't need that now that we're broadcasting live. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we just, wink, 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 you're going after a guy who just wrote like an editor, a bad editorial. Oh, but he, but, but <laughs> this again, if you can imagine a crazy politician who just hates the press and and isn't going to put up with and anything that he printing, doesn't deem real news, printing things, he's, that, he's not having it. If it if it's not positive and and the person who works for him can't bring him the the twenty five positive stories a day, then then he doesn't believe anything. And and this newspaper. It specifically targeted him as not printing the truth about him. And and you know what, Greg? You know what I say about that? Wink, effing wink. That's what I wink, say. Wink, wink. If only they were printing true news. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. 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 So anyway, so he, threatened, he threatens the newspaper editor. Doesn't matter. And now we get to Christopher Walken in the park, and Stilson walks up. He's ki he's literally kissing babies. He's doing all this stuff. And then he shakes Christopher Walken's hand, and we flash forward to 2018. Um, <laughs> 2018, you optimist, you. <laughs> Listen, I think we can get through the next three months. I really do. <laughs> I didn't. Say, I'm not saying. Well, I'm well, not saying far. I'm not saying like July, January 12th. <laughs> okay, okay. 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 I'll give it to you. We we flash forward to the. A future, I'll use Quoty, I'm using bunny ears, the future where Stilson is president and he is like, they don't even say, I. it has to be Russia, right? I mean, and it's at, at in this the, point. In the 80s, yeah. 1983, it, it, it has to be, to be Russia. Russia. I don't know who else it would be. But he's going to preemptively strike with nuclear weapons. And I, I like Martin Sheen, who, by the way, is Stilson. Uh, it was fantastic. Oh, nails, nails it. Kills um, it in this movie. He, there's one of the, the top general or whatever, secretary of defense or whatever, who has to help him set it off with his handprint thing. Doesn't matter. Um, but he does. Oh, wait, no. No, 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 no. We're not passing by the fact that apparently in, in A3, uh, the president is using Simon technology <laughs> yes, I to launch nuclear weapons. We're not bypassing that. <laughs> so... But he, but there's a hand scanner, and the and the general or whatever goes, I, I can't do it. And Stilson goes, You're gonna do it, or I'm gonna have to cut your hand off and do it. And the and the general just has to 
<sighs> no, he goes, God have mercy on my soul. Yeah, no, a general, no, a man who away. I'm going to assume <laughs> saw combat. It's just like, right. you know what? He's the like, president. Like, <laughs> go to the door. Just go to the door. Throw the Because literally, the vice president, his joint chief of staff, everybody's waiting outside. Just go to the window and crash the window. And go, He's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, he preemptively strikes, and 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 you know the missiles are on their way, and then you know flashback, and it's Christopher Walken again. Yeah. He knows Stilson is going to not only become a senator, he's going to win the presidency, and he's going to launch nuclear weapons. Yeah. And Christopher Walken, he has a great conversation with the doctor. He goes, "If you could go back, and if you knew everything Hitler was going to do, what would you kill him?" And they kind of have a little back and forth, but it all comes down to. You know, the doctor goes, well, I'm a man of science, I'm a man of health, I, I, I save people, I save people's lives, that's what I do. If I had the chance, I would go back and kill the bastard. Uh, and I love, and, and first of all, I want to say, I love this doctor, whoever the actor is that plays him. Yes, he was very a good. Great job. Yeah. And I love when, when Christopher Walken goes, yeah, but you'd never been able, you never could go back and kill him and live. And the doctor's like, it doesn't matter. No. No, exactly right. It's and and yeah, it's 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 a great great little scene, and you know exactly what's right. happening next. Right. So he goes and he and he and Christopher Walken he finds his rifle, um, hops on a bus. I, I just like how he just hops on a bus with a bedroll, just drives to wherever this guy is. Again, he gets into this location. He's going to be doing his his can, stop. Can we just talk about the complete lack of security? <laughs> well. I was nobody did a sweep of the balcony where you would like expect a shooter to hang out. I thought there'd be people up there. Like, why wouldn't you pack <laughs> this place? No right. Um, but it is 1983. It's I mean it's I mean just nobody thought like that, right? I mean I, I mean Kennedy was shot. Like, people <laughs> know that people shoot people in well, politics. Well, you know what? He's a third-party candidate. <laughs> he's, he's he's a man with no political experience to right. speak of. We have nothing to fear from him. Right, right. So so Christopher Walken's there. He drops a bullet. It, it, it's a what a thought. He goes to shoot Stilson, and everything up to this point makes you believe that Stilson is a maniac. And Sarah and her husband happen to be there. He brings them up on stage, and Stilson grabs the child as a human as shield. A human shield, baby, as a human shield. I I've always thought this was the. And what I love is because you expect him to either shoot Stilson or get shot. Yeah, not grab a baby, <laughs> use it as yes. a shield, and be ruined. Yes, that's <laughs> such a great turn of events. It's so great. Uh, so, uh, the bodyguard shoots, um, shoots walking twice. He falls off the balcony. Yes. Um, Stilson comes over, shakes, grabs, grabs, grabs him hand. and wants to know who sent you. Right. Um, walking sees that everything's going to be okay. He sees, he sees the Newsweek cover that says Stilson, yep. uh, political Stilson career or whatever. Or yeah. It's Cause he's got the baby. Cause people were taking photos, press anyway. He dies. Um, Sarah, well, not, not only that, he sees Stilson is going to shoot himself and yeah, commit suicide. Yeah. Um, Sarah runs over and says, you know, I, I love you. And, yeah, I know. You came to my house like three weeks ago. I, I, I'm aware of I remember. <laughs> <laughs> as I recall, we made furniture, quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. 
Uh, and uh, he dies, and wham, smash cut to credits. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that is the Dead Zone. That's uh, it's a longer movie than I remember. Um, and yeah, it's 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 almost two. It's like an hour forty-seven, I think. Yeah, and and it was a little disjointed, more than I kind of expected, um, with how it separates the the plot there. But so yeah. I go first this time, right? I, uh, I I went first at the outset, so yeah, I should go last. Okay, that's what you say. So, Paul, <laughs> I like I was I was I was you know, Paul, I was trying to add a little bit of gravitas, a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh... it was a pregnant pause, Paul. Okay, God sorry. damn it! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Trying to. Oh. Want to try? Okay. Did you want to try again? Acting with my brother's kids or something? Did you anyway, okay. try again? Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna reset. Here we go. Paul, was this film rad? Ah, man, I, no, no. I'm gonna tell you why. Um, I and by the way, I, so I watched it on Amazon. Um, Amazon had like 470 reviews, four and a half stars. I think it's a great film. I I think I think it's put together very well. I I think it's an okay. I want to say okay adaptation. Again, I read the book and I really like the book. What what kind of takes me out of this movie is the the length of time it gets from scene to scene, and the the three act play part of it, where it's like you have this murderer, and then you have the, this teaching thing, and then you have this political thing at the end, like. It just feels like three separate. It almost feels like three episodes of a TV show instead of being like one complete story. I think if they had gone with one aspect or the other, I think it would have worked better. Um, the other thing is, is, is just th- there's very little action. There's very little like real confrontation and drama in the movie. It's more of a. Um, it's more of a. I know it's supposed to be like a thriller, but it's more of a, like a, a just a stand, just a regular kind of drama, kind of thing. And normally, I would, you know, I love those. I just don't find that rad. I mean, I just don't find that exciting or interesting or um, that sort of thing. So for me, it's not rad, um, just because it's just it, it's just a very boring movie. It's a good boring movie. I think it's very interesting, but um, I just at the end of it, I was kind of like glad it was over. So. Uh, what about you, okay. Greg? Um, weirdly, I'm going to call this rad. I, 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 I liked this movie. Um, I, uh, you've, you've got, you've got Christopher Walken, uh, acting well still. Um, you've definitely it, it just the I guess I guess the the story structure and uh, the the ending I always really liked. Um, yeah, I just I I I, I like this movie. I like I like its pieces. And I think it, I think it puts together well. I think it holds up really, really well. It's got enough of an edge to it that I would, I would call it rad. It's kind of a weird, like outsider uh, protagonist that always kind of, I've always kind of loved that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm giving it a rad. I, I was, I'll be honest, I was hoping, I was really hoping on this one because I, I, I know I liked this as a kid. Um, I, I almost think I, the TV show ruined it because that's such a very well written, tight show. Um, that this kind of feels, you know, like I said, uh, a little slower than I expected. So, but it does yeah. bring us to the end of the podcast, and um, 
And so we have to say thank you, Mr. Bibbs, as always. Mr. Bibbs, you are you are the greatest constant patron. Please, if you are available and you're you have YouTube on your phone, you can watch the the live raw version of the podcast now. Um, we should be if we if we're not if we are recording or broadcasting, we will let you know on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, so uh, that. Brings us to uh, go to This Was Rad Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram. Just so you know, uh, if you watch the live stream, it will not be available to watch later on uh, because it is raw and we want to make sure you, we, yeah. you, you're getting a free free freebie here. Um, you can go to uh, This Was Rad Podcast. It will come up as uh, Was Rad or This Rad. Podcast. Uh, let me, uh, hold on, I'll tell you. It's on the actual stream. This rad live stream. This rad live stream. And that's just because of the, I screwed up the name when I created the account. So, uh, But if you look up This Was Rad Podcast, um, you'll be able to find it there as well. So, And um, and that's about it, Greg. What uh, I'm going to give a couple of shout-outs to some podcasts Please. I've been listening to. The I Don't Even Own a Television podcast is a fantastic podcast. I have plugged them in the past. But I have never... Uh, listened to the other podcast those two guys do called Leave That Thing Alone. It is a podcast about the band Rush. They go album by album, and I love it to death. Uh, they seem to have a lot of the same thoughts about Rush that I do, which is, man, did they write a lot of good music, and oh my god, did they write a ton of really bad music. <laughs> and that's sure. okay. Um, uh, so, uh, specifically J.W. Friedman, like his favorite Rush album is moving is uh, is Power Windows, which is probably mine as well. And nobody likes Power Windows, so I feel kind of a kinship there. I got your back, buddy. You and me, Power Windows all day long. Uh, also, a another one that I've been listening to a lot is called Films on Trial, uh, out of the UK. I believe they're out of Liverpool, guys. If I screwed that up, I am terribly sorry. I don't know London from Essex. I I I don't know. I, I, I got nothing. Liverpool's um, no way What they do is they, they pick movies out of a hat and they do like a trial thing where one guy is for the movie, one guy is against the movie, and they have one guy be the judge. It's a really good setup. They do and their 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 catalog is kind of all over the map. It is a real fun listen. Um and they, you know, and I think they take it kind of seriously with the procedure of like argument, counter argument, counter argument. Now we're gonna rule. It's 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 loose enough to be fun, but it's a really great gimmick, and I, I highly highly recommend you check them out. Nice, good, awesome. Um, I, unfortunately, I have not been listening to anything new uh, with the holiday weekend and all that. I I am caught up on Cadavercast, um, who is a constant. Always love the Cadavercast. Uh, they 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 give shoutouts to us, and of course we love. I gotta be honest, I I kind of like listening more now. Because uh, since we have lost our child, it's kind of fun to listen to another child yes. talk about movies. I, I it was it was a little much when Willow, like who clearly had checked out. <laughs> yeah, now I, I agree. Now that I don't have to deal with that, there's like room in my psyche. Yes, for a, for a child. But, yes. I mean, that one's actually excited to talk about <laughs> yes, stuff. Yes, it is. So, I mean, it's 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 not like he's being held hostage no. and, or anything. I mean, he's he's clearly really excited, which is I, awesome to I, hear. I really love when like his father, like, like like his dad, tries to make a point, and he just like is not having it. Like, oh no, 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 dad. <laughs> it's just it's so good. Uh, so that's he, the, uh, he wrote uh, on our Facebook page that that every so often he'll channel Willow <laughs> and just have have none of it. And yeah. I'm like. 
Yeah, right, yeah. Woo. Woo. Go listen to the old <laughs> podcast uh, for that one. Uh, which, by the way, uh, I have not updated our iTunes description page yet. Eh. So what are you gonna I got to do that. Eh. Um, and I am working on the new logo as well, which oh, should yeah, be yeah, 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 coming yeah. out very shortly. Um, I think you're going to like it. Let's hope you do. But anyway, um, that is what's going on with that, and we are oh, doing... anyone who's still watching, this is another part of the podcast that happens every single week that you never hear. <laughs> I have no idea what our next movie is. Uh, you have it on. The, you actually have it on the list. It's on here. Well, no, the, the, the list doesn't mean anything anymore because we decided that no. we were going to wait and do movies that were only on Amazon for free for a while. Well, wait a second, but we just talked about this last week. No, we're we're gonna do Willow next week. No, no, we're doing. We're gonna do First Blood. Yes. Are you that? That's not free, is it? I don't know. But what are okay, we doing? I don't care. I'm just swinging. <laughs> doing. I, I don't remember having a conversation about this at all. Enjoy There's this. Lots of movies. Enjoy on that, right? this three minutes of podcast you never hear, people. <laughs> every ev- almost every podcast, this is what happens. What's next? I don't know. What's on the list? Ah, that sucks. Let's change it. Okay, what's free? Ah, these free movies suck. All right, let's go back to what we want to pay for. I don't want to pay for this or this Hold or this. Let me, see, uh, let me see here. Uh, I'm, I'm checking out a movie that I think would be fun. And Greg, what is our... Us back in. Damn it. Oh, hey, it's Mr. Bibbs, by the way. Mr. Bibbs just popped in. Well, he missed the entire show. <laughs> and Greg, what is our next movie next week? Well, we decided to do something that's a little lighthearted, and we're, we're trucking right along with this uh, things that you at home can watch with us for free. Yes. And by free, we mean you have a subscription service that you're paying for, yes. so it's not really free. Please. Uh, we're doing uh, what is currently on Netflix right now, Police Academy. The first yes. one, 1984, the only one that is rated R. Yes. So uh, give it a shot and listen as we talk about a movie that I'm going to go out on a limb and might have some objectionable <laughs> content. Some? In 1984? Perhaps. Uh, yes, we're going to watch the, the start of a, a six sequel run. Okay, 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 hold on. Legit, I swear I am not looking this up. It's Police Academy. Yeah. First assignment. Yeah. Back in training. Citizens on Patrol. Mission Miami Beach. City Under Siege. Mission to Moscow. That's every single one. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) Mission to Moscow, I always forget. City Under Siege, I always remember. Uh, First assignment. Back in training, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm I back think in citi- training might actually no. not even be one. Or no, one. Citizens on Patrol is the is the third one, because that's when uh, Bobcat Goldthwait comes on. You're right, and he's he's the bad guy from two. Yes, and yes. He, he comes back. Yeah, yeah. Back in training, it's, I don't remember. No, I was I was right. It's Police Academy, first assignment. Back in training, Citizens on Patrol, Mission Miami Beach, City Under Siege. I was a hundred percent right. Never doubting myself again. Okay, but here's here's where things went wrong. There was an eighth one called The Next Generation. Oh, God. Oh, that's... Uh... I'm Paul. I'm, I'm Greg. Goodbye, everybody. The ice is gonna break!
Podtron. This has been a Podtron Network production. For more of this show and others like it, find Podtron on Twitter at Podtron Network and search Podtron Network on Facebook.